0: Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. Praise God, hallelujah. Come to podcast number 10. And today we want to look on some important stuff. Whew. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying this subject or this series? I want you to follow this series. It will help you, it will bring deliverance to you and your family. Indeed. What should a follower of Jesus do in response to everything from normal life in a fallen world, broken to encounters with irritating people and provoking circumstances to intentional insults and the mean-spirited slights? What should I do? I think everybody is asking themselves these things. I do ask myself these things. The good news is that the gospel doesn't make us less human but more human. As a follower of Jesus we experience the full range of disappointments and emotions daily as all image bearers as all image bearers of God the go through. But by God's grace we can learn to steward them rather than live as slaves to them. We can learn to respond as redemptively as possible as opposed to reacting to reacting selfishly and self righteousness. We can find joy when we overlook an offence. Now the question is that I believe someone is saying, David come on, slow down, tell me how do I overlook an offense? Do you know what happens? It is important to recognize that anger is a common issue that we all face. everyone, everyone of us is angry there. While it is not always a bad thing to feel angry, it is essential to ensure that our anger is directed towards the right things instead of directing it towards our neighbors we should focus on addressing the root cause of our anger which is often seen now when again I, I was living in, this, in Nashville and when I was living in Nashville there was a person there most of my friends who came They asked him, he says, do you know uh, this man who is your neighbor? I said, yeah. And uh, at that moment, I didn't know (laughs) what it was. He says he has a confederate flag. I said, oh, I love it. And all my friends laughed. He says, you love it? Do you know what a confederate flag is? I says, no, it's just a flag that he likes there. He says, no, it means he's a a crookers clan. He I said, what what does that mean? Now, I don't mean to offend anyone who is listening there out. He says, it means he's a redneck. I said, so what does redneck do? He says, they don't like people like you. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah. I said, but I'm almost tempted to mention his name because he's now a Christian, that man, and a man that is serving God. I said, but I talk to him all the time. He has become one of my friends, and he protects me. And uh, that gentleman, he was my neighbor. You know, one time, you know, I was uh, out there in Florida. I had taken my family to Disney World where we just having some wonderful time of vacation. He calls me, Dave, Dave, where are you? I said, I'm in Florida. I said, why? He says, I'm seeing some boys here. You know, we used to live uh, in uh, a nice, protected, gathered community. But at that moment, he says, I don't know how these kids, they came in here. They are bald, skinhead, and uh, they're in this place. I don't know what they're doing. And uh, they're just going around. You know, I was living at a cul-de-sac. cul de that means I was at the end of the road. He says, they're just spinning the wheels, almost coming to your driveway. Then I says, oh, I said, so what do I, do I need to call the police? He says, don't worry, I'll handle them. And he goes there, he said, I'll pick my AK-47. And he went there, he says, I'm asking you now to leave, All the police will come, or someone will be hit. And he, he used to do things like that. So one time, I sat down with him. I said, hey, what's going on with this flag that you have over here? He says, oh, I joined the center. Now it used to be, in the military, you know, I was uh, in the Navy SEAL. And when I came out of there, my heart was wounded. He, he was an elderly gentleman. I would say maybe he was about 10 years older than me. And you know, because of things that were happening, blacks against us, we used to fight. And from that moment, for me to protect myself, I have to do what I was doing. It says said, oh, so you develop a spirit of offense. He says, yeah. That's what it is. He said, I don't even know why I love you the way how I love you. I said, I know why you love me. He says, why? I said, because I love you and I'm not offended about you. He says, says, actually, I didn't have this flag. When I knew a black family is moving over here, that's when I bought this flag. Because I wanted to put the distance between you and us. I said, for real? He says, yeah. He says, now I found out that I love you. And uh, there's nothing that you can do. You're my brother, man. And he hugged me tight. He was a strong man. When he hugged you, you feel that your ribs (laughs) complaining. It's like they're about to pop. He, He hugged me, so I love you. And this brother, he became a person. When I'm not there, he would even mow my grass, my lawn, you know, to make it look so good. And I I realize that when what comes out of you is holy and righteous, there's right things from your life, nobody would take the spirit of offense because what is inside you is righteous and the people, they don't see the bad inside you. However, even when our anger is justified, it's still best to repress it as much as possible. When we allow our anger to take control, we risk harming ourselves and others, and then we start living in the spirit of offense. It is also important to remember that anger can have harmful physical effects on our bodies. I've heard people whereby I'm praying with them. I was praying with somebody, and he was struggling with some diseases. And I'm not going to mention, because I've seen God using me to pray for people to receive the healing, the miracles, signs, and wonders. And one of the things is that I ask them, I ask, what are you angry of? What is it that you have not forgiven a person? I I was praying for someone, you know, who had a, a growth on his breast. This lady she was so angry and unforgiving. She was living in offense. Then I said, is there anyone whom you are fun, offended? He says, yes. I said, who? He says, my ex-husband. I said, why? He says, the way how we parted. I said, well, I said, I want you to forgive your ex-husband. And I want you right now to walk in righteousness with God. And I want to let this to leave you. I said, you and I would touch. I said, the first thing that I'm going to do is to lead you into the prayer of repentance and the forgiveness. Then the second thing that I'm going to do is to pray that God performs a miracle. I said, are you willing? He says, yes. I said, the third thing that we are going to do, we're going to speak the. I'm going to speak the word of God over your body and uh, believe God that everything that is inside you, you receive the miracle. So, the first thing that I did, I I I laid her into the prayer of repentance over anger, and unforgiveness, bitterness, resentful hate, malice, and jealous, and the spirit of offense. The second thing I prayed for her total healing. The third thing I spoke scriptures over, as we were praying there. She got so excited. She said, it's gone. It's gone. Come and touch my breast. I said, no, I'm not going to touch your breast. <laughs> you know, I'm not allowed to. Do. She said, I don't care. I said, no, no, no. So there were women inside there. I said, let these women touch them so that they can feel it. And the ladies went and says, yeah. You know, it was so big, and she was almost removing her clothes to show me where that was. Then I said, No, no, no. But anyway, she showed me the picture. And when she showed me the picture, oh, what we could do, I just knelt down. Everyone who was with me there, we knelt down and began to praise God and started crying, God, you are worthy. God, you are able. Now, you imagine that was a cancerous growth on her body. But God healed her. Of that, God can hear you, whatever you're going through right now, I speak these words, just surrender it, whatever you are angry, the resentful, uh, the thing that causes you anxiety, the thing that you cannot forgive anybody, just simply say, God deliver me from this, in contrast, Discretion is an intellectual power that allows us to discern between things. It helps us to make wise decisions and avoid unnecessary trouble and loss. Discretion is incredibly useful in navigating life successfully. However, it is important to recognize that discretion can be a double-edged sword. While it can be helpful, it can also lead to questionable behaviors, and it can even be useful to nurse to nurse grudges and seek revenge. Make sure that you don't seek revenge on anyone. As such, it is important to use discretion with care and wisdom. These are reasons that are always letting people know to overlook offense whenever it comes into their lives. Joy, there's joy in overlooking the spirit of offense. Yes, I mean joy, I mean it, I mean it, trust me. Joy from what? Let's look at some of these things that the Bible says can give us satisfaction if we are willingly to receive them. But first, let us be clear. Overlooking an offense must not be confused with submitting to abusive people or morally and eth- ethically and acceptable circumstances. Jesus calls us to be footwashers, not dormants. And I'm going to make sure that you understand Jesus calls us to be foot washers, not dormants. Some people will push you to the limits and not accept a form. But when people like that, pray for them and give them space, let them realize that you have nothing against them, but stay away from them and do not return evil to evil. Let God vindicate you. You know, here's what I know. A bully is only active when you respond to them. <laughs> have you ever seen bullies? You know, I went to a boarding school all my life. (laughs) I grew up in boarding school. My daddy, when my mother died, I was 11 years, and my daddy, he wanted to take good care of us, and he he felt boarding school was going to be a good place for us. And he sent us to boarding school, and thank God I went to boarding school. I knew a lot of things. I knew how to dress smartly. I knew how to clean myself. Prepare, spray in my bed and <laughs> do all kinds of things because of boarding school life. But I also knew there were a lot of people who were trying to offend me. But also there were bullies their bullies that they'll just come and try. So I knew how to defend myself. But during that time I was not a Christian. I defended myself longly. If they fired me I fought them back. And I, I said, well it's survive over the fittest. But in the kingdom of God, there's no survive over the fittest. God, he is our redeemer. God is our deliverer. If you don't respond to a bully, he or she She shrinks, or he shrinks, and folds the tail. The spirit of offense, when it comes near you, ignore it, and see how it will bow in Jesus' name. Just like I said in one of the podcasts, how this man was trying to bully me in the road, in the highway, when I was driving in Buffalo, New York, but Because I never responded, he slinked. And he ended up that night, he slept behind the bars. I didn't do anything. Now, I would have been hot-headed and come out and say, hey, who do you think you are? You know, do you know who I am? I'm 6'3", and this pounds, you know, let's take it to the floor. Let's duke it out and see who wins. And I'm going to punch you, you punch me, and you know, we'll see that would have not made any wisdom. My father used to say, an empty bottle makes lots of noise. Probably, I didn't know what he had. Maybe he had a gun in the car. He would have shot me. And I wasn't going to be here now, educating people about the spirit of offense. I would have been dead. But because I fought a good battle, I refused to get into the position whereby I could allow the spirit of offense, I started praying. So even in boarding school, I learned something. What I did when I was in the boarding school, I can do it now. I know better. I know who my God is. I know how to fight the battle. You know, we need to be sensible, you know, sensible in knowing the things of God. When we overlook an offense, we can rejoice that we are growing gospel sensibilities and testing true God. The Bible tells us God's sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. The shorter our anger feels, the quicker we will take offense at anything and anyone, good sense is gospel sense. We get to the point where we know, God, I'm not going to let this. The more the validity of the gospel continues in our minds and it sharps our perspective, the quicker and the easier we will overlook stuff. We will care more about honoring Jesus by our reaction To irritating people and aggravating circumstances, and give up on the illusion of having a hassle free, painless life, we'll get to the point where we are able to praise God when something. Is not okay. We'll be able to magnify the name of God. will be able to say, I'm so thankful on what God is to me and what he has done to my life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The devil is going to bow and God will give us the authority to overcome the works of the enemy and Satan will free from you. I'm encouraging you today as you listen to this podcast. Take an introspection into your life. Find out where you've fallen short. What has caused you to be in that problem? And how can you come out? I believe I'm giving you all the substantial evidence of how you can overcome evil with good, how you can be able to praise God, how you cannot listen to the works of the enemy. The enemy will try you. The enemy will use anybody. The enemy will use your family member. The enemy will use your wife, your husband, your children, your uncle, your nephew, your aunts, your relatives, your sibling. Anything, Your best of best friends. But the point is always to put the armor of the Holy Spirit. To guard yourself and to say, God, I see what is happening. But this is what is happening. It's not part of my life. God has given me the victory. And in this victory, I'm going to overcome. And I'll overcome through prayer. Start praying. Start asking God uh, Address The issues in your life You know who you are In your private time Go in your closet And address what is The problem Sometimes we want to go for everyone to pray for us Yes you can come to me I'll pray for you And you can go to anyone They'll pray for you But you know the pain that you're going through and instead of addressing that pain and they say, thank you, Jesus. I'm going through this pain. I need your deliverance. I need your help. I need you to work in my life. Nobody can help me. I've come to the end of my journey. I've been sinking bottom low. Now I need you. Wait for the next chapter and to hear how I'll be breaking this subject to help you to win. You are a winner. I'll be speaking about winning through offense in Podcast 11. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shemenda. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are released.